Ah, close to retirement, or retired already? Time to live the good life, right? Well, you're no longer earning money. You're now withdrawing money each month. And your broker is also withdrawing each month from your account as much as 2 to 3%. And if the market drops, your broker continues to withdraw. Wait a minute. How do we navigate these challenges? That's why to tune in to the Total Financial Hour with host Eric Hallaby, Sundays at 11 a.m. Learn about your financial power on the Total Financial Hour, Sundays at 11 a.m. on AM870, The Answer. The information on this show is not intended to be the primary basis for investment decisions and should not be used to provide financial advice. Please obtain the guidance of a financial professional regarding your particular financial concerns. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. This program reflects the views of Arif Halavi, California Insurance License 0B93792 of TFS Financial Insurance Services. TFS Financial Insurance Services, California Insurance License Number 0F22477, provides retirement income strategies using insurance and annuity products, which are guaranteed by the claims-paying ability of the issuing company. Financial security will help you live the life you dream. Learn about financial power, the total financial hour. Now higher income strategy. Learn from Arif Halaby. Hey, welcome to the show. Thanks for being with me. I'm Arif Halaby, the total financial hour. Triple eight ninety-nine-retire. Let me give you that number again. Triple eight ninety-nine retire. Thanks for being with me. Uh, look. During the holidays, I think it, it changes a lot of us, or it should. It should soften you a little bit, maybe even make you drive a little bit nicer or be that guy who, who opens the lane so that when people are trying to pull out of traffic, you give them a chance to do that. Uh, I'm going to suggest that some of these traits, try to adopt them all year long. In fact, scratch that. Do your best to adopt them. Right in our family, we have a couple of bad words. One is starts with T and one starts with F. T is the try. I'd prefer you do your best, right? Do your best. And if it fails, well, you did your best. You're not meant to be the next Pavarotti. <laughs> Thank you. Go do something else and do that in your best. And then the F word, of course, is not what you think. It's the word fair. Because the left's job is to drive you down this road of saying everything has to be fair. The problem is there is no such thing. There's a reason that there's five or six or seven referees on a football field. Because if everybody did what was fair and there wasn't a third party, and remember, we still have the camera and the, and the videotape to watch the guys that are calling things, quote, fair. Right? Rules are set up. Both teams follow the rules, or they're supposed to. Then they play the game, and sometimes things happen. So you have eyes everywhere. You have 12 eyes, right? Six sets of eyes or more watching to see if it was fair. And then on top of it, you have, of course, all of us at home. And then the news uh, or the uh, the announcers, right? Those guys. Don't worry. Uh, hi, we have our uh, famous uh, Joe Messina. He's the uh, referee at home. Uh, he's going to be uh, giving us what his opinion is as we are waiting for the answer from the video. And then, of course, uh, you know, the the... NBC, Fox, uh, CBS, ESPN, whatever. They have their own set of eyes to look at what's, quote, fair. Did we follow the rules? And then at the end, it's all said and done. They come up with an answer. And most of the time, everybody would agree. I didn't say they like it. I just said they agree. Now, you could do the same thing with baseball. I'm talking professional sports. You could do the same thing with hockey, 
Seven cameras all watching from different angles, different zoom lenses, digital zoom, manual zoom. But who? Who is watching? Our Congress? Our state legislatures? Our city council? (laughs) Ready for this? Our school board? Who is watching them with cameras from all angles, seeing whether or not what they are doing is, quote, fair? Because remember, I don't like that word. I prefer let's just do what's right. When you do what's right, you have to have a set of guidelines. You see, I just gave you an example of the NFL. But they're not talking about what's fair. They're talking about what's right. You see, because if it was what's fair, you'd say, well, that team is winning 37 to 0. So I think it's fair that we call a few more penalties on the winning team. The team that's ahead, well, they should have one less person on the field. That would be, quote, fair. But you see, they don't play by fair. They play by what's right. And what's right is dictated by a set of uh, uh, pre-designed, pre-agreed upon, mutually agreed upon and informed set of rules. So what is it that our Congress and our administration is using as a pre-agreed upon set of rules? I'll give you a clue. Ready? It's, It's called the Constitution, the Declaration of Independence. So what is right... And what is wrong? What are the rules that we agreed to? Now, sometimes you might say, I didn't agree to this. I was just born here. No problem. The most amazing thing is you can get on a plane and go anywhere. You can save your money. You can work three jobs and fly coach in the middle of the night. They'll take you wherever they need to go, wherever you want to go. So you don't have to be here. I get it. You were here, but not by your own uh, will. No problem. Go. But here's the problem. You see, what's right and wrong in medicine, what's right and wrong in education, what's right and wrong with our congressional leaders, they're not doing that anymore. They're playing by the word fair. And when it comes to student loans, they're trying to use, let's be fair. Instead of saying right and wrong, which is, oh, by the way, you have to pay your bills. Yeah, that's right. Why? Because page three, section seven, pay your bills. You go to school, you have to pay for it. Sorry if you don't. You don't think so? No problem. That's not our problem. That's yours. But society should not take your burden because you choose not to pay your student loans. Right? Pay your bills is an agreed upon. We've all done it. We've all agreed. Listen, if you're going to take out money, you have to pay it back. If you're going to borrow my screwdriver, neighbor, you put it back. Or a lawnmower. Maybe maybe fill it with gasoline when you bring it back. That would be kind of cool. Right? There's, there's doing the right thing, and it's based on a set of guidelines. Now, look, I follow the Bible and the Constitution. Those are my, sets, those are my set of rules, my books. You want to take a look at what I say and do, and, and the, of course, the Declaration of Independence is our foundation. And you say, oh, Arif, you said this is what you follow. This is the set of guidelines. And you're not following it. I go, well, let's take a look. You know what? You're right. I'm sorry. I made a mistake. You see, you see, that's the difference. So when you have your, your political leaders, again, the local level from school board all the way up to the U.S. Senate and U.S. Uh, House of Representatives, those local leaders have to have a set of rules that they follow. When they don't follow those, 
You cannot be like the, like the fans of the team that's losing and say it's just not fair. It's not fair. You see, here's what they think is fair. You have a job. You saved for retirement. You've made money. So it's fair. You are the team that is ahead 37 to nothing. So you know what? That other team over there that didn't show up on time for practice, that didn't work as hard, that ate you know two boxes of Cheetos before going out onto the field, the team that didn't spend the time in the weight room, the coaches that were lazy, yeah, that team, of course they're losing. So it's fair that you pay for them. Right? For the kids that decided to play video games all day long and not go get a second job like I did and many of you in your teens. For the kids, for the young people that decided that they had to go to a four-year university out of state. You don't understand. You don't understand. The experience, mom and dad. The experience. I know that it's 47000 a year and you're barely getting by, but you don't understand. So... You beg, borrow, and steal. You make your kid get student loan governments where President Obama is the collector. Right? He and his IRS, because that's who collects the... That's who, that's who collects, by the way. If you don't pay, you know that, right? It's the IRS. And so then it's fair to take from you because that kid decided to not go and work part-time in the summer. I had a friend that I grew up with, uh, actually a little later in life. But when he went to college... He was at University of LSU. Yeah. But every summer, he would go out and take every shift possible working on the oil rigs out in the Gulf. Worked nonstop. From the last day of school to the day before the first day of school. Saved up his money. Paid for his school. Guess what? No student loan debt. Yeah, he didn't get to party all summer. I get it. He wasn't sitting at the beach in the sun. He was out in the middle of the Gulf. It was probably quite humid there. And he was working on an oil rig. And that's how he saved enough money to pay for his school. Why? Because his parents had other children and they were pretty broke because dad decided to be a loser and ran away. So, it's mom. So he said, listen, I got to take care of myself. You ask him, where do you think that man fits on the political spectrum? Do you think he's a liberal that says, you know what? I worked my tail off for four summers. Um, I think everybody else should just take a break. (laughs) Do you think he's doing that? Or do you think he's maybe a bit more conservative that says, listen, I went to school and I worked hard and it wasn't easy. But nobody can take my college degree from me. I didn't steal it from anybody, which is what you do, guys, when you don't when you take something, you don't pay for it. Yeah, you can use the F word all day long. Say that it's fair that you get something for nothing, but you stole. Oh, but they have a big house. They have six cars. They're not going to miss one. It's only fair that I I don't have any cars. I'm going to take from them. What's the difference? Right? So if you were the one that saved for your retirement, if you were the one who, I don't care if your retirement is is $100,000 or $1,000 or a million. If you are the one that saved for it, Listen, it's my opinion, right? Everybody's got their... Mine is, listen, if you save for it and it's your money, guess what? I think it's your money. Maybe that's a little controversy. Whoa, Arif, it's not very progressive of you to to not want to... 
you know, work hard and give it to other people that choose not to. People come to my office. Uh, what, I'm in between jobs. It's all that I can do to not go, are you kidding me? You're in between jobs. Come on outside. We'll go three doors down in either direction of my office and I'll find you a job before the afternoon. What, what do you mean? You're, you're in, I mean, listen, if you want to be, I get it. If you have your own money, I get it. You want to spend your own money. You want to take time off. You want, I, I'm all right with all of that. I think that's a wonderful way to live. But you can never ask anybody for anything because you're not willing to give. Right? Arif, what, what are you talking about? A, a financial show. Give me this, the pie charts. What's the percentages? And the stocks and the bonds and the what's the graph? Well, here it is. Ready? <laughs> a little ornery this morning, I guess. But here's what it is. Simple enough. Ready? Uh, you're the one with money, so you will pay for all of these other people who choose to not work. No, no, I didn't say can't work because we're a compassionate society. Right? If you're injured, if you're disabled, you can still do things. But if you can't work, I get it. One of my clients many years ago owned a company where he made these uh, bolts and nuts. I'm going to be pretty crude about it because I'm not really clear on exactly. But but specialized bolts and nuts. In other words, things that go on the Mars rover or the previous space shuttle, right? The International Space Station. The things, the bolts, the nuts that have to be made of certain materials, they have to be down to a certain specificity and size and, and variance. They can't be much more than this. The tolerance has to be within this. Pretty amazing, right? Each one of these is probably 50 or or $100. I don't know. They're, they're certainly not what you would get at your local big box uh, hardware store. And so what he had was a, a, a contract with the local special needs um, kind of community center where, where folks would come and work because you had to count by hand. You couldn't let the machine touch these bolts because they were so sensitive, couldn't be scratched and on and on. And you'd have to count, I don't know, six or ten in a, in a bag. Then you'd have to seal the bag. And if you're going to do it, you have to make sure that the washer goes in and, and there's this little assembly line. So I went to go visit him once. And he had some folks there, various levels of special needs. They had headphones on, listened to whatever they wanted to, music. He had a little snack bar off to the side. And, and he was paying them way above minimum wage. Some of it was paid by the state. And some was paid by him. But what he did is he gave them dignity. Because at the end of the night... He, or the end of the day, when he when they were done towards the evening, he would uh, always come in and tell them what a great job they did. He would always come in and tell them how appreciative he was of them. Now, you don't have to sit there and count bolts or nuts or washers. I, I'm okay with that. But if folks that have less capabilities than you when it comes to certain skills and tasks... If they can be employed, then your 27-year-old son or, last week, 54-year-old son who chooses not to work because, you know, everything's wrong and the world is against him and, and on and on, I'm telling you, you're going to have to pay for him. And when it comes to student loans, we've now conditioned this early generation of society to say the I exist, therefore I get. 
I deserve because of something I cannot control. You have to manage it, right? I can't control I'm a male. I'm half Lebanese. My mom's from Michigan. I, what, you can control any of that stuff? Where your dad is from, what language, what, what, uh, where you grew up, you couldn't control any of that. Unless you're a child actor who says, I make enough money, mom, let's go to down, let's live over there. Not going to happen. Your parents decide who your neighbors and friends are going to be, what school you go to. It's not until the decisions come into place where you get to make those decisions and guess what? You're now responsible. Well, fast forward, you're retired, you're getting close to retired, you're older and you're saying, listen, I want to live nicely. I want to enjoy the fruits of my labor. It's time. Well, the Biden administration, the progressives in California and New York and Chicago, the progressives in Washington State and Michigan, their job is to say you must have stolen it. You must have done something wrong based on this book, the guidelines, the rules, in order to achieve those things. So we're going to take it from you. And if they don't come at it from that point of view, like a punitive, we're going to punish you, then they come at it in a point of view by saying it's just fair, right? You guys are ahead 37 to zero. Isn't Isn't it fair that you... I don't know, just don't play as hard or, or give them one of the guys on your team. That's right. Let them have an extra player on their team and, and you guys have one, one lower. Right in hockey, if, you're one of the, if you had the Wayne Gretzky and the Luke Robitaille days, yeah, give them, I don't know, six players, seven, give them eight players, right? <laughs> eight skaters on their side and you guys just have four. That's fair. You would never do that. In sports, they go over and above and beyond to make sure things are done right, not fair. Because fair changes. But right and wrong? Well, the book is printed, isn't it? That's why we have a Supreme Court to check and see right and wrong. They don't look at fair. They're not supposed to. Some of the the Ninth Circuit, (laughs) the Ninth Circuit seems to live off of fair and feelings. And maybe Miss Sotomayor on the Supreme Court seems to operate off of feelings as opposed to right and wrong. You know, you could read her, read her judgments. It's going to impact you because if you played by the set of rules, you did what you were supposed to do. You did your job. You worked. You took care of your family. Made mistakes, of course. Of course made mistakes. But you worked and you took care of your family. You saved, you invested, you took a chance. You might have maybe made a little bit, lost a little bit. You created a little bit of wealth, came to a place where financially you've arrived. And you looked left and right. You said, okay, my kids are cared for. My responsibilities are done. I've kind of pushed them on their way. They're doing their thing. Of course, they might need help now and again. That's fine. All of us do. But when you turn around, you say, now I can retire. Except you better make sure your student loans are paid because they are now coming after you. We're well, clo- well, I think we're, we're, we've eclipsed the 200,000 mark. Here's what I mean. This is really sad because the latest numbers we have are about five or six years old, actually, and they're about 160,000, 170. So I think we're well into the 200,000 people that are currently 
collecting Social Security that are having their wages garnished because they didn't pay student loans for themselves or their kids or grandkids or anybody else that they co-signed for. Meaning if you co-sign for a loan, you've heard me say this before, and if you're new to the show, I'm going to say it pretty hard this time so you won't forget it. Never, ever, ever co-sign for anybody for anything unless you are prepared to write a check and pay that off. Right? If you say, I'll co-sign with you for a car, no problem. They don't pay for the car. Are you willing to write a check and pay that off or pay it each month, however the, the agreement is? If you are, great. You're willing to pay for a car you're never going to get to drive. If that's the way it is, then, then you just say, okay. But you have to ask yourself, right? What is, where's the line? Where am I willing to step out? Because here's the problem that happens. The state of California is no longer using what's right and wrong. They're not applying the rules to the people along the way who break into these houses or, or break into the stores or the, the mall shopping centers and steal everything. They just don't care about them. Why do you think they do it? Right? If you, uh, you know, God forbid, if you were to, to shoot one of them or, or detain them in any fashion that you could, right? Hold them down or, and, and whatever physical challenges you may have to do. What, 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 what are you doing? Why are you stopping that person? They've only stolen, you know, that group has only stolen, what, what, $27,000 out of the Best Buy. What? Don't do that. The jewelry store. Except, you know, heaven forbid you you paint over a Black Lives Matter mural in Santa Cruz, right? Well, <laughs> oh, it's a hate crime. Antifa and BLM will destroy statues of Jefferson and Franklin and Washington because they're white men. Wait, wait, that's not a hate crime? BLM is not a protected group. Right, Black Lives Matter is not a protected group, protected group. They're an extortionist group. They're no different than the Rainbow Coalition under Jesse Jackson or Al Sharpton's group when they would go to Toyota or they would go to the different organizations and extort money from them, Nike. They do it now. BLM did it, does it to the NFL. So what's the story? Why is it that they're supposed to, you know, you're supposed to have defund the police marked on the uh, on the street. That's supposed to be OK. Are you kidding me? Okay, fine. Then somebody else can say, don't defund the police. And we can have a paint off, right? In the middle of the street. I'll paint this, you paint that. So the right and wrong, the fair, I'm, I'm telling you, this is an enormous mistake that will haunt the United States. And how do they, how do they um, deal with it? They take money from you because it's just not fair. It's not fair to take money from you, is what they say, unless you have more of it than me. Then it's right. And you go, okay, great. Back up. Let's just go straight to the books. Let's look at the rules. All right. You're a retiree. The left thinks it's fair to take money from you as a taxpayer to pay for kids that are unwilling to do work. Young people. Forget kids. 21-year-old, 24, 23, 27. They're adults, right? I had a, I had my first child at 27. I was married at 23. You could play house. You could play adult. Well, you're an adult. 
It's not, you know, even 16, 17-year-olds, some of you are adults. That's why you try, you get tried in court as an adult with certain crimes, right? So don't give your children any excuse, your grandchildren. Sometimes you raise the best you could. I get it. And they still chose to be lazy son of a guns, dishonest, right? Steal from unemployment, steal from this because everybody's doing it. Fine. Steal from rent because the, the president says nobody has to collect rent. What? He doesn't give you permission to steal. Not from me. You can take from him if you want. So you don't have that choice anymore to, to forgive the actions. You can forgive the person, but still detest the actions. So be careful. We come back. I'm going to get into some more things that I think are going to start taking money from your Social Security, from your retirement income, from your retirement accounts when we come back. I'm Eric Halby on the Total Financial Hour. You stay with me. We're going to take calls. Uh, all day long we take calls, guys, on the number. So give us a call. Sometimes you go to the machine if we're a little tied up. But we'll see what we can do. 888-99-RETIRE. I'm Eric Halby on the Total Financial Hour. Stay with me. We'll be right back. Financial security will help you live the life you dream. Learn about financial power, the total financial hour. Now higher income strategy. Learn from Arab Halaby. Hey, welcome back to the show. Thanks for staying with me. I'm Eric Halaby on the Total Financial Hour. Your place for news, talk, and information. We're always trying to, to bring up some current events, the political stuff. How does it impact you financially? So many times people say, oh, Arif, I'm not political. Oh, I don't really, I don't talk, I don't care, I don't even pay attention to political stuff. Okay, but you're the one that writes the checks, right? There's a reason that you had solar energy, uh, you know, on your home. Uh, you didn't pay for a couple of years, and now you're still paying $100, $200 a month. You're like, what happened? Oh, and then, <laughs> I love it, right? Oh, it's the pandemic. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? I want you to start changing uh, your vernacular. The reaction to the pandemic is what's caused chaos, not the pandemic, not the Wuhan flu or the coronavirus or COVID-19 or whatever people want to call it. It's the reaction. There are cities and countries across and states across this globe of ours where certain things did not happen. Why? Because they reacted differently, differently. In, uh, what was it, March or April, when, when we finally got an idea of what was going on, I said, okay, you guys, first of all, they're saying that it's been here now maybe as early as October of the previous year, six months ago. This is in 2020. And I said, if it's been here, quote, for six months, it's everywhere. It's a virus. Take eighth grade science. You'll know that it cannot live on an inanimate object. Oh, Arif, it can, they found it as much as eight hours later on stainless steel. Right, but it cannot infect you. It's not me. Go to your eighth grade science. They've known about viruses for 100 years. It's not like, oh, thank goodness Fauci came along because we wouldn't even be able to spell virus. That man is just a, a time man of the year we, we should put him on. He's trying to make 
political, the guy makes what, a million dollars a year, maybe more. And he's telling you, no, you should stay home, bartender. Uh, yeah, the government, we're, we're going to give you pittance. Come on and get your scoop of rice and your six potatoes and you'll be fine. Right? These people have lifetime medical insurance. They have pensions galore. These county health people that come knocking on your door, God bless them, they're, they're human beings. But if they're not finding a way to wiggle out of some of these silly uh, rules, and some of them do, bless them, some of them do. But when they come to your house or your, or your, your business, rather, look, say, do you, excuse me, do you guys still get a pension? Has your paycheck ever stopped? No. Oh. And you're normally getting your normal 3% per year cost of living increases, right? Because that's what government employees do. And your union, by the way, does your union pay for your health insurance? I just want to make sure. Oh, you have to pay $100 a paycheck. Ooh. Ooh. I'm a business owner. I pay $3,000 a month for just my family. Ooh. You pay $100 a month? Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, it's a paycheck. Oh, that's a lot. Yeah. I want you to start berating and shaming these people. That's the only thing you can do. Driving to the studio today, you wouldn't believe it. Driving to the studio is a guy with the beard down to the middle of his chest. It's lovely. I can't grow like that. It's not my thing. Okay. And he has a mask on. And he has gloves on, rubber gloves. And he's driving a van and there's nobody in the van. Nobody. I slow down and I look twice just to make sure. I thought maybe I'm missing something. He's got a bunch of toddlers in there with special needs or something, you know, on ventilators. Nope, nobody. Nobody's in the van. And I look and nobody explained to this man that it's impossible for the mask to seal anything because the beard doesn't allow a proper seal, right? That was like sixth grade science. And if you're held back, maybe you didn't mm, 10th grade. I'm going to call it 10th grade. That the seal of a mask on a beard that looks like Santa Claus is nothing irrelevant. Where's the law? And they wore gloves that he touched everything with. He's like, da 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 And I thought to myself, there's a lot of us on the edge mentally. We are. We're on the edge. We're, we're you know, one big fear or death in the family or tragedy, something. And it can, it can take us over the edge. All of us are, you know, maybe have been there at one time or another. But this long, drawn-out thing is purposely trying to tip, tip more people so the only people you count on is the government because you're choosing not to work. Eh, you're, eh, let's stay home. Why not? Hey, listen, they're going to pay me. Oh, I got paid $800 a week. Oh, great, because they're doubling down. <laughs> we had clients doubling down, and they had an online business that they didn't, of course, share with the government. And these people we know, guess where he is? Oh, he was traveling the country, learning about the country, driving around in their van, getting his $800 a week and then making a couple thousand or more a week, depending on his online business sales, right? You're like, wait a second. Oh, yeah, this is a great time. Let their apartment, you know, let their apartment go. There's no COVID responsibility. So we let the lease go. <laughs> so I'm like, are you kidding me? Arif, what do I do with an extra 50000 Mm, send it back to the government, maybe? I don't know. But everybody's doing the, I got to get mine. You guys have to pay for it. So here's how I think it's going to happen, especially in retirement. For a lot of you, since the money has been shifted more towards unearned income, right? So the jobs, if you will, are, are being 
lessened, both in the state of California and outside, I think the state of California and other places are going to tax unearned income, like I think New York will, uh, probably certain states, like if Washington state could pass an income tax, the, the dictators up there, they would do it in a minute. That's their goal. They're trying because they can take all this kind of money from Boeing and Microsoft and all the businesses up in Seattle, at least the ones that are still left. But you're going to see kind of a bifurcation of the tax code. It's just my prediction. Maybe. We'll see. But here's what they'll do. If we play pretend for a minute, let's work this out and see what happens. I think they're going to take earned income, which means you go to work, you have a job, and under-earned income, which is pension, withdrawals from your retirement accounts, uh, it could be dividends. It could be any kind of money in which uh, oil well leases. We have clients that have some of those things. Money that's coming to you without you physically going to a job. Interest in your savings accounts or, or, or annuities. Any kind of withdrawal or, or money added into your account. Okay, follow me? Right now, it's relatively taxed the same. There's some nuances to it, but generally it's taxed the same. Well, as these taxes start to, I think, as, as people start moving their income away from earned income into the unearned income, I think it's a gold mine for the government. Right? This Build Back Better plan is a bunch of baloney. You know it. The reaction to the pandemic shut down things that were working fine. Just open them up. Now, I get it. When we shut down Iraq, when we made that mistake and we went into Iraq, right? It was a a huge mistake that Bush made. There were plenty of other ways that he could have solved the Saddam Hussein problem. Plenty. Instead, he he mobilized the largest military in the history of mankind and, you know, ruined a, a, a region, to put it nicely. Right? Through the balance of power, put Iran in power in Iraq. He just, he, he should have known better and and I think he did, and I think he still didn't care. But that's that's President Bush. Still happy about a lot of other things he did. Okay, fine. Very much supported him still as a president compared to the alternatives. But I think he made a mistake there. But what happened? Told everybody to go home. All the government workers. So everybody went home. Okay, everybody come back. Well, nobody came back. The folks that operated the water treatment facilities for sewer, nope, they didn't come back. The folks that operated the electric grid, nope, they didn't return. All the way, telephone, everything, roads, bridges, construction, um, trash pickup, everybody stayed home. And how long did it take to start, start that machine again? It took a long time. Why didn't we learn from that? Why didn't we learn that you can shut it off with the stroke of a pen within minutes, really? And it took months and months and months to restart some of the infrastructure. Right, that's why they tried to say, oh, we're going to break this down into essential and non-essential. Look, if, if 15 uh, people of color of youth could run into a store, right, whatever vernacular they're using, can run into a store and steal everything, and young people can run in, white, black, it doesn't matter, and they go in and, and, and overwhelm the entire store, what if, ready for this, follow me for just a minute, what if 15 of you went in without masks. <gasps> what if 15 of you went in and said, mm, sorry, I'm not wearing a mask. They don't work and they're silly and I have a beard. 
What if? Oh, well, that's that's hurting people. I mean, do you, do you follow me? It doesn't matter. The rules are simple. You just say no. You are the people. What's the what's the book? Okay. Constitution. Um oh 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 wait. The Bible or the Quran or whatever you might follow the Torah. Okay. Nothing in there says if you take a just let's just do the 10 commandments. There's a reason that those were above the uh the courthouses. And in through those doors came atheists and Christian and Jews and Muslims and Hindu. Many people came into those courtrooms. But guess what they did? They looked up there and they said, you know what? That's a set of rules I can follow. I can, we can all agree that thou shalt not murder. Not kill. Thou shalt not murder. There's a difference, people. There's a, thou shalt not steal. It didn't say thou shalt not steal unless Biden says it's okay to not pay your rent for six months. No, no, no. It says thou shalt not steal. So I want you to realize that if you are going to have unearned income, socially speaking, they're going to come after you. So you need to protect your money. I think tax-free money is a much better way of going. So some or part of your money start transitioning. There are things you can do. If we can help, great. I'd love to be part of the solution. If not, listen, there are great CPAs out there. There are good, uh, good and great financial professionals out there if you choose not to work with us. We're not the only one in the world. Oh, if it's not for me, the world, of course not. Anybody that goes on whatever radio TV and tells you that they are the only answer to everything is silly. So if we are a right fit for you, it would be my honor to help you. 888-99-RETIRE, 888-997-3847. I always want you to think, how do I solve? Because what's the problem to solve for? Because here's my thought. I think we're going to have a greater amount of taxes coming down the road, and it's going to be targeted. It's going to be more focused because they feel like they can't go after, quote, young people, people of color, uh, they think there needs to be equity in the tax code, so they're going to really go after what they call rich, right? Remember, if they use the word fair, fair share, right? Was it Elizabeth Warren? The moment I knew she was an evil person is she started using the word fair in almost every single sentence. And I thought to myself, what? I never heard of this lady before. What is, she's not a dummy. Right? I mean, she might be a liar and a cheater when it comes to her Indian roots, right? What, how much did she steal from from the Indian, uh, the American native population? Right? And free this or free that? Probably something. But I digress. Your family's finances need to focus, in my opinion, on a couple of things. How do you prepare for what's coming? No different than somebody came to my office recently and said, oh, Eric, uh, here are the top five mutual funds that my broker thinks I should pick. What do you think? I go, well, first of all, I'm not going to give you an opinion on any of them. Just that's not my thing. Second of all, every rate of return that you ever earned in that, uh, in that fund or in any place was based on what the monetary policy was at the time, the inflation at the time, unemployment or employment at the time. It had nothing to do with going forward. 
So that's nice that over the last 10 years it's made this, but do you think the next 10 years is going to have the same federal deficit? The debt? Do you think it's going to have the same employment numbers? Of course not. So you don't make financial choices based on the past. You just don't. The best you can do is glance at the past and see if you can identify a similar time in history of what you expect to have going forward. And if this does the right thing, then great, take it. If it doesn't, then you just stay away. You say, nope, it's not my thing. Because I think a lot of people forget in the journey that whatever the financial arrangements are between you, me, and uh, the fence post are subject to what the rest of the environment in the financial world is doing. It's not subject to what you and I think on a regular basis is going to happen going forward. I mean, you follow me on that? Let's be clear on this. I expect to buy X. Let's say you're in the gasoline business. Well, going forward, they're going to try to do all of these crazy uh, solar power things. Well, if you're going to be a solar power junkie, then do they have the inside of every uh, grid cared for? Or in places like California, are you um, shutting down electricity when the wind comes up? I say it with a smirk because uh, California is requiring everybody to be switching to, uh, manufacturing-wise, to be switching to electric power. And yet they haven't spent a penny on the grid. And then they, they say, oh, we're going to build more houses. And yet they haven't spent a penny on water. They let the water, when it rains, go right out to sea. Bye-bye. They let the big agricultural entities in the state control the water. So the fruits and vegetables, I want them to be watered. Nothing wrong with that. But then there's nothing for the people to drink. And there's entire towns that are going without. Oh, but don't worry. They're progressive. So your family is going to pay the price. Who do you think when the when the stuff hits the fan, who are they going to go after? The poor guy who gets his little government subsidy, his two cups of rice and and six potatoes, and his in his bag of uh, you know dehydrated water, or de- dehydrated water, dehydrated milk. It's already an early day, huh? When you think about this, and you're going to be the person who sticks your neck out for the fight. You have to fight for you and your family. And financially speaking, that means you have to stand up. And the regulatory stuff that they're doing, listen, who's going to fight for you? Do you really think it's going to be just me or, or somebody has to fight? You want to sit around and do nothing. Do you realize you're probably some of the worst part of the society? Uh, forgive me for, for being that blunt in your life, but somebody needs to. Who do you think is going to fight? The 30 or 40% of France that did nothing when the Nazis came in. Nothing. There were 30% or so that fought and about 30% that went along with with the Germans. If the other 30% would have fought, we would have had a, a good chance of stopping Nazi Germany in their path and they wouldn't have spread across Europe and they would have saved millions, yes, millions of lives. 
But instead, people go, ah, you know what? Life is good. I don't want to make any mistakes. I don't want any problems. I don't want any noise. I'm just going to try to get by. I'm sorry. I wish this was the time when you and your family could do that. I wish this was the time that you and your family could become that group that just said, well, we lived in peace and prosperity. We grew our wealth and we became something different. Nobody had to fight a war and nobody had to fight for help. We were just, we were just it. Because the retailers, the NFL, Major League Baseball, they're cowards. They're cowards. They have work uniforms and they allow their employees to dictate what goes on their work uniforms. While they're being paid, they can say whatever they want as long as it's, it's anti-police, as long as it's anti-doing uh, the right thing, as long as it's anti-Christian. They can say whatever they want. Anti-unity, say it. But nobody ever fights for you except you. We've talked about this. I need you to start running for school board. Oh, Eric, I can't do that. I can't speak in public. No problem. You start writing checks. You interview the different people and you support them financially. Oh, Eric, but I'm not really sure about Congress. I could never really. Then you volunteer for the campaign. You get out there and you 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 know lick stamps and you go out and and go on the 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 walking knocking door to door. And again, guess what? You write checks. Might be $100. It doesn't have to be a million, of course. But it better be something. So that at the end of the day, even if you lost, you could say you did, ready for this, your best. At the end of the day, you can say that I played by the rules and I still fought. Oh, but Eric, the other side cheats. I get you, man. I actually think that some funny business went went down in the uh, the last election. The left even knows it. The media does, right? Because remember they said there was no uh, there was no corruption, there was no phony ballots in the last election. And then there was oh here's 116 people voting out of one apartment building or one apartment unit in a building in Michigan. <clears throat> oh, there's no widespread voting fraud, none. And then they show it in Arizona. And in Texas, they show it in California. They show it in Michigan. Oh, then the left changed it again. There's no widespread voting fraud that affected the election. And instead of everybody shaming those people and saying, you lied to us the last couple of times you kept saying this. In other words, you spoke without even knowing the truth. And now we're supposed to believe you because you keep moving the goalposts. Right? First, there was no fraud, voter fraud. Then there was no voter fraud. There was widespread. Then there was no voter fraud widespread that affected the election. Whenever I hear that, I'm like, hmm. That gave me the same funny feeling in my tummy. Maybe some of you get it. When you turn around and you watch Gavin Newsom at the very expensive French laundry restaurant. And uh, California Medical Association, meaning doctors and smart people, both political and, and uh, medical, medically speaking. Very smart, medicine. Without masks, when they told us we had to wear masks. Without social distancing, when they told us we had to social distance. Without uh, uh, being outdoors, when they told us we could not be indoors. And they did all of this, not once, but countless times. When the New Jersey governor goes across the border 
to go have dinner at a restaurant, but tells you you can't have dinner at a restaurant inside New Jersey. Like, oh, the virus said, oh, that's the state line. Er, Stop, back up. Only viruses that are allowed on this side of the state line. And then most of you go, oh, let's go back to work. Put your head down. We don't want to make waves. I'm telling you, you call out these hypocrites. You, You campaign against them. You get on social media. Yes, you do. I'm sorry. I don't like it either, but you have to because that's, the, that's the, 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 the football field. That's the field of play that we are playing on. I'm sorry. That's part of it. You stand on the corners. You challenge them in the local media. Oh, but Eric, if the media, then you go open your own radio station. You go open your own TV station. I don't know. You create a podcast. You see, because you and your family have to fight for guess what you and your family and by default if you're doing the right thing then others will win too and if enough people do that you can take these crazies that represent a very small percentage right the, the crazies in Washington Sacramento New York they they really represent maybe 15 or 10 or 15% of the group they're actually steering the entire ship And they're the smallest of the group. But nobody wants to make waves because the moment you poke your head up, guess what you are? That's right, a racist. Now, look, we know that they've run that term into the ground. So now they're starting to call everybody a white supremacist. Remember what they did to Larry Elder? Oh, here's the new face of white supremacy. (laughs) Larry, I spoke to him afterwards. He's like, Arif, that was the craziest thing. And instead of everybody going, hey, you, you guys are the racist. Everybody goes, oh, yeah, yeah, I could see it. I could see it in Larry Elder's eyes. (laughs) You have to stand up and call them out. And you have to fight. Because guess what? You're the one with the money, and they're going to take it from you. Because if you're not, well, then you don't have anything to worry about. You just live in your little one-bedroom, one-bath, your little hobble, and just kind of exist in life. Take public transportation and get your government subsidies. But America is more than that, isn't it? Give me a call, guys. 888-99-RETIRE, 888-997-3847. Thanks for being part of the show. We'll see you next time. Now higher income strategy. Learn from Arab Halabi. Learn about financial power. The total financial power. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's Dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.